Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. Dad, how you doing? I'm doing grand. As we put the kibosh on the 2018 NFL season with a recap of Super Bowl 53. I know it's been recapped to death as with everything else, but here we are. And in a game that I actually didn't mind watching the first half, and for most of the game, really, um, I know a lot of... You enjoyed it. Well, I like... First of all, in in a game with no scoring, it moves very quickly. I mean, it was, what, like 7... 7.30. It was like 7.30 and it was pretty much halftime. I mean... Like, by 8 o'clock, the game, you know, it was, I think Maroon 5 was going on. So, that was, I mean, that part of it was nice, especially because it's a Sunday night, and, you know, you never know how these things are going to go. So, and I, I, I didn't mind the defensive battle early on in the game, um, because I was very impressed with how Wade Phillips got that defense ready, and they did right. well. They did well to stop Brady, and, I mean... The Patriots and, and McDaniels and Brady, and they all did this exactly what we thought they were going to do, which is what they did the last time. You know, I'm, I mean, they, uh, they just ran the ball. I mean, that's... They played capable. Right. That's what Parcells did to, against the Bills, and Belichick did against the Bills in, in Super Bowl twenty five. That's what they pretty much did against the Rams to an extent uh, in uh, the last time. Was but if 37. you knew that the... Patriots were going to score thirteen points only. You would think they would have lost. Right? I would if if you sign me up for that. Absolutely, thirteen points, one touchdown, two two field goals. I'm in, or even at least two touchdowns and one missed, you know, two point conversion. So it was a good game in the sense that it could have went the other way quickly. It absolutely could have, but I mean, it wasn't to be had. It wasn't to be had, and only three points out of this Rams offense. Now, granted. Uh, well, look, you know how I say for the most part that it's 50-50 in terms of like who wins and who loses. This is a lot on the Rams and McVay. Anybody anybody who hired a coach based off of their experiences with McVay, I mean they <laughs> they must have they have buyer's remorse right now. We did yeah, what? But but how come he didn't have a plan B? Like, you know, why didn't he use like Anderson as the fullback? But you can't change who you are, I guess. I mean, well, except teams don't do that, but but you need to be a chameleon like. No, well, exactly. I mean, the Patriots never played they would only play man to man and in this one they decided to play zone. And that right. and the Rams didn't know what to do. What do you mean? What do you mean they're doing something new? This is not what we saw in the game. Yeah, no duh. You're trying to well, win the game. They just shut they shut the run down and then they made Goff beat them and there's no way that's not that's happening. I was very disappointed with, I mean, uh, use the tight end. Higby? You tell me you can't do that? The only name that I heard called positively for the Rams in terms of their passing game was Josh Reynolds, and that was almost always on a five-yard crossing route or something more than that. They tried Cooks. They couldn't get him out there. But Cooks could have been there, Edelman. 
He could have been. Apparently, apparently, what I learned in this game is Julian Edelman is the only one that knows how to break coverage. He's the only one who knows how to cut left or cut right. Everybody else on the on the Rams and even on the Patriots just the were like lazy cuts. Yeah, yo, not lazy cuts. They didn't even try. I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. uh, CBS is broadcast. I mean, the Super Bowl broadcast. There's cameras everywhere, so they were able to bo- look as he's going out. I think it was Robbie Coleman. You know, he he's expecting him to go right. And he breaks left. It's like, oh gosh, I didn't know what to do. So Edelman, I mean, in this respect, worthy of his MVP because he's the only one who knew how to get open. Yeah, yeah, he's a winner for sure. And yeah, is that, is that the first uh, Jewish uh, MVP in a Super Bowl? I didn't. I didn't. First of all, I didn't realize he was Jewish. Uh, oh, really? I, he, I, he had um, some Hebrew. Uh, Word he used or whatever when they asked him, you know, was he surprised or, or whatever? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I believe he's from Florida. Uh, right, um, right, right. So, yeah. So you've got. So you now, had. Now, who was second in the voting? You think the punter? I was. I was. First of all, I mean, Hecker. I mean, I mean, that tells you, you know, what kind of Super Bowl it was. I thought that Super Bowl Fifty. I thought for a while, uh, Colquitt, the uh, Broncos punter. <laughs> I think he would, he was definitely to me. He was definitely in contention for the MVP in Super Bowl Fifty because, I mean, look, it, it's um, you know, the favorite's always going to be a quarterback, and then an of offense, course. and then you know, a running back, and then you look at like a defensive back or something like that. Maybe. But I mean, even in this game, I would. I, I couldn't pick one defensive player if I had to, but I mean Edelman had over ten catches and he had 140 yards. I mean that that's the kind of stuff that gets you an MVP if you're a wide receiver. Right. You need a right. lot of catches and a lot of yards. Yeah, he deserves it. No, I, I I don't disagree with that. But Hecker played amazing in terms of. See, the other thing is, yeah, the Patriots punter he did a great job of pinning the Rams back, no doubt about sure. that. But they had a shorter field to work with. I mean, Hecker is he had the he had the longest punt. Now most of it was rolling. I think the last thirty yards were rolling. But didn't it turn out that it actually was a yard short of the record? I don't know. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, with that they said it was a yeah record by a yard. I think it was the opposite in truth. And yes, Julian Edelman is the first Jewish. Oh, California. I thought he was from Florida. My apologies. My apologies. Right, right, right. Well, there you go. So, but yeah, Hecker. I mean, he was constantly pinned way far back in his, um, you know, in his field of play, and he was able to get it within the ten constantly. Um, yeah. Very few touchbacks, even in terms of the punts, which yeah. I was very impressed with too. But this was the year of high, uh, high-powered offenses. It was, but so it, it's kind of strange how that you know, but that, at the, that the old school game came back. But I, I really, it's just very surprising to me. And yes, I've heard and I've read and I've been so disappointed in every time I hear about how great Belichick is. And yes, it's very worthy of that because I see that, but I'm also a jilted lover of his in right. terms of my fandom. He, right, right, right. You're telling me of, for the last 17 years, 31 other teams over the last 17 years have been unable to... I mean, football lifers, left and right. You're telling me nobody can overcome him? Apparently Tom Co- uh, well, The Giants did. Right, there's Tom Coughlin, and I'll, I'll give Coughlin not just— I'm not going to say a caveat, 
But my point is, he was on the he was on the offensive staff of the Giants with Belichick for a short window of time. But you know, he would his for years his practices were against a Belichick defense or a Belichick, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, a Parcells defense, which is the grandfather of Belichick. Like just. You know what you're expecting. I would only assume that somebody on the staff who was with Belichick as an assistant should be able to overcome and know what he's doing. And then, <laughs> and I'm not going to sell Doug Peterson short either, but that was also just an offensive, that was a shootout last year. And it was just they scored one more touchdown than the, than the Patriots did. But I mean, every, like year after, and it's not just in the Super Bowl, it's leading up to that. I mean, Rex Ryan had one game, and it was a, an amazing while, uh, divisional round. There was the Ravens who went into um, New England, that 30 to, 30 to 9 game, where they ran yeah. over. Where 33 Ray Rice, to 9, thir- I think. Right, where yeah. Ray Rice ran up and down the field in, in New England, but that's been it. That's been it. Aside from that, it's Brady you know, busting his leg up, and they almost made the playoffs with Matt Castle. And then there was the Super Bowl hangover year after O two or in O two, so uh, so for all these years nobody has been able to stop him, stop uh, or come up with a plan or at least plan as well as Belichick. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, I've been, that's the difference. And but and I've been reading about all of yeah. the things his assistants do. He makes his assistants watch all these game films, like he treats them like the best you know college professor a, a student has ever had. But they, they go places, and they don't know how to deal with it. Bill O'Brien doesn't know how to stop Belichick and when they've met in the playoffs. Like, Weiss can't do it, and, and Cornell can't do it, and Mangini did it for, like, yeah. So it has to start with what players he gets. I mean, you know, the, you got to have ingredients to make a recipe. I understand that, but from everything, they just... It's it's almost like they're using right, Al Davis's right. old one, like it's that sort of Moneyball yeah. idea of like what is underappreciated. I'll never see anything like that again in my lifetime. You no, might. No, no, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. Right. All I know is is right. that when we talk about great, when we talk about dynasties, not even yeah. just dynasties in general. L- L- Landry's one of them, right? But there's uh, maybe it's because we're still living in it. But I feel like with other things, like with Jordan and the Bulls, like we had this like oh my god, this excite. People hate yeah. the Patriots. Then we got LeBron. Right, but even like even that, there's. But I don't know. See, that's the thing. He just moves yeah. around. Like the NBA is a little different now because it's yeah. you follow the players, not the team. But the, we're not. We don't. There's no nationwide appreciation of the Patriots. Not that I'm sad about that. But aside yeah, from what do you, what do you, yeah, yeah, starting a fan club. No, of course I'm not. But it's just when we think back to Lombardi and the Packers, and we think back to, as you said, Landry and those Cowboys for so many years. And sure. just, you know, just all these other ones that you think about, Montana, you know, Walsh, Montana, and the 49ers. There's almost this... Gibbs and the Redskins? Yeah, yeah, absolutely you have to. Parcells and, the, you know, Parcells and the Giants right, to an extent. Right. But just there's no... And this, this outranks all of them, but we, there's no warm and fuzziness about it. It's just interesting to think about, and I've still got four more. We have still four more years of torture, because Brady says he wants to play for forty-five, and I know that's he's going to do it until he gets knocked out. You know, <laughs> right? That's what you want to see. I mean, G- I mean, Giselle can pressure all she wants, but you know, when I read that Jay Feely is whispering to Brady, "Just keep going, just keep going, dude." Yeah, Gronk's not going to go anywhere. 
He's not leaving. Belichick's never going to leave. He's going to die in in his in his study. Like that's what's going to happen. He's going to be in the midst of the game. Yeah, he's going to be in the midst of his game film, and he's just going to keel over when he's eighty. And I can't stand Robert Kraft. And then of course we still and at the end of the game when there's that big media huddle, I don't know what what they were expecting. He was going to say, would, he, but Brady wouldn't shake Foles' hands last year, right? So he loses, he's horrible, he wins, he's gracious. I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's weak. Right, but it's always been that way, because Belichick's the same way. Come well, on. how about the, the CBS reporter got kind of, like, squished in there and well, that's what got, I'm talking. got dissed and dismissed? But that's all, But here's the other thing. Like, what are they expecting? I know they were expecting, like, he, he's going to say it. He's going to say, I think I'm retired. No, he was never going to say that. He's well, been, right, all that hugging and kissing we got to wait for. Well, but also... I mean, isn't that what the locker room's for? Right. Not only that, but there's Kraft. Kraft makes his way over. And then, of course, there's Guerrero. His, uh, his, you know, his, his, uh, what do you want to call it? His lifestyle coach, his whatever you want, the one who sells, yeah, 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 the one who right. sells his teammates on uh, concussion-proof water. That's the bromance. I, it's just like I was, I kept pointing it out to people. Like, you see that face right there? That's his. That's the guy who thinks, you know. But what about that TB12 uh, diet? Ugh. With all that hydration. I it's mean, ridiculous. you know, there's, there's some positive things to be seen here. You know, the only sort of um, schadenfreude I got was, the you know, the thing afterwards. So, you know, um, Kraft brought, had, got the, like the, all these cigars. From, I, for, I forget the um, cigar maker. But like right. like this world-class cigar maker that had passed away. So his son filled the order. And it was like the last of the cigars that his father made or so, some stuff like that. And he brought right. it down to the locker room. Just a huge box full of like hundreds of cigars. Not even 100, I think like 53 or whatever, but he's offering him, and Brady's like, nah, I'm good. And then all these other players said, no. Nah. So I think out of like 100 cigars, he only gave out 10, and he's on the hook for the rest. <laughs> so he might have to sell a couple French, French cuffed shirts so he, just to make. He, there's a disconnect there for, with management. Yeah, I'm shocked. I, I can't believe I'm shocked. I, all I can really hope for is that this ends in the messiest divorce. Because what does Belichick like to? He doesn't hold on to players. That's why Adam Vinatieri is the oldest play. You know, he's wearing gray, he's got gray facial hair, white facial right. hair at this point, and he's still kicking in the league. I mean, just guys, he he'll just cut guys like, hey, nobody's safe. Bel- Brady's gonna get that day's gonna come to Brady, and not for nothing. He wasn't exactly what? he wasn't. What he's not? That's the whole reason he's gonna be cut. Well, no, but what I'm saying is a. He was not MVP worthy in this game. Everybody noticed no. that. There's a reason that why they went to the run game most of the playoffs. Now, how about when he got ragdolled that one time? Did you like that? Yeah, one time. My gosh, Nadamakin who? I mean, <laughs> Aaron Donald at least <laughs> but, but got he something. But him like a, he like, did, but I, and like I, a bear at a lunch bucket. And you know, I was I I actually I mean. <sighs> Goff got hit a couple times. It was more than Brady, but it wasn't even that many. But but he looks lost in space, doesn't he? Goff just he was he wasn't ready for prime time, and he's. But don't you look at 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 something? Don't you get spoken to like he's just gazing? You know, at, it's a sad sight. Well, McVeigh was he was absolutely right. He got out coached. He was just like, this is what we do. Where this is you know, even though they're. They're uh, eggs Benedict. They're still ham. They're ham and egger. Like this is what we do. We only we only have tight formations. Two, you know, three wide or two tight end. That's all yeah, we that's ever what do. I was saying single set. That was crazy. I know. And the only the only thing he changed up was uh, was players. 
Right. That's it. But I mean, Gurley's obviously hurt. Let's let's not even pretend. Don't buy into any of this stuff. No, he's not hurt. He's perfectly. He's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah, but look, look at it. Look, I mean, look, let's talk about like things we've seen this year that we haven't seen in the past. The one thing is putting that many men on the line of scrimmage. You know, the the Baltimore Ravens style. Yeah. But yeah. where where you got uh, nine out of eleven up there? Right. I mean, nothing. I mean, that that does shut down a run. You're going to, I mean, the league's trendy. You're going to see more of that, aren't you? Yeah, of course. But I mean, just, just the, I mean, this offense for the Rams was just pitiful. I understand it's one game and we can't give his late, but I mean, at the same time, if he goes back again and, and, and he better learn. Like, if they ever make well, it back defense, to the defense, that was outstanding. I mean, considering how long they were on the field. Oh, absolutely. That, they, def- yeah. that defense was But then you see him crack at the very end, right? You know what's going to happen. You're just waiting for a win. Gronkowski down the sideline, Sonny Michelle. Like, of course they're going to score. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, just I'm very, very disappointed in there was no tra- – I, look, I knew they weren't going to have Hecker – throw the ball because Belichick was no, going to be so ready no, for that. And no, you saw, no, no. and you saw like no trick plays were going to get by, which I'm totally fine with. But right. I mean, there was nothing where you're like, Hey, look, couple of fourth down plays. It's, I mean, there was what there was fourth and 16 every time. Oh my gosh. Every time Goff went back and like, I can escape this. No, you can't. He got out of field. He doesn't, go- and he doesn't throw out of bounds at one time. Oh, that he, was crazy. Well, but somehow he did. Cause he actually did. Cause that they said that, that technically he did because he didn't lose any yardage on that. But then there was that one where they were just in field goal range, and then he gets yeah. sacked behind the fifty. It's like, oh, come on! That all you had to do was not get, not lose yeah. more yeah, than yeah, five yeah, yards yeah. large. Yeah. Yard. It, it, it was, yeah, it was foolish, absolutely it was foolish. Hard to watch. It was, but that's the. Th- I actually had no problem with it up until that pass to Gronkowski late in the game, like yeah. you know, it got them into the red zone. I'm like, well, then this is the game. This is it. I knew it. Did you think he was going to score? I, Gronkowski on that play? No. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. think he was going to score because he had two guys around him. He was leaping for like he was he was outstretched for the ball. Right. It's just. And now, what about the halftime show? It was fine. I, you liked I, it? I, it's not that I liked it or didn't like it. It was fine. It was whatever. Don't forget, the NFL doesn't pay these acts. Like the, just like everything the NFL does, we're the NFL. What are you going to give us? You know, the only way they're going to get better acts is if they actually shell out the money for it. But every everybody that's come before usually does it because it gives them a the exposure. It, it's almost like an art student, you know, being sold a bill really? of goods. Like, yeah, hey, this will be good experience if you come and you know do this eight hour musical. Mick Jagger act. needs needs that kind of uh, publicity. Well, if they're going on a tour, if they're doing all this stuff, yeah. Yeah, traditionally, <laughs> the NFL does not pay the acts. They'll, you know, pay towards certain aspects of what they need, you know, sets and stuff and, and clear all that stuff. But the acts themselves are not getting. Otherwise, you're going to be here. I, I got $10 million to do it. You never hear the facts and figures because there are no facts and figures. Hey, you want to do the Super Bowl halftime show? You know, 20 years ago. When, when, when does the XFL start? The XFL starts in next year in 2019, or uh, 2020. Oh, yeah. oh, Got to wait a year? But, good news, if you're still looking for some football, the Alliance of American Football starts... The Alliance? The Alliance of American Football starts Saturday, February 9th, 
just a few oh. days ahead of this. But that's in the south mostly, right? It is. The most northern uh, team is in uh, Salt Lake City. What? Yes. Salt Lake City is the one that's... What's uh, the closest to us? Atlanta, I think. Uh, that's not close. No, but you can watch all the games on CBS Sports Network. Um, really? Yeah. On TV? Yes. Or streaming? No, well, yes. Yeah, well, CBS Sports Network, if you have cable, you have that. I mean, there is a streaming okay, yeah. app for it, but you can do it. Yeah, the, okay. the most northern is um, the uh, Salt Lake City, Salt Lake Stallions. The ones closest to us here in New Jersey are the Atlanta Legends. Okay, um, I'll check it out. Yes, of course. We've got uh, l- uh, such coaching luminaries as Mike Singletary, Steve Spurrier, uh, Rick Neuheisel. The, the ball coach. That's right. Well, he's with uh, Orlando Apollos, so he's not going to go very far from his base. Rick Neuheisel for the Arizona Hotshots, Mike Singletary with the Memphis Express. Dennis Erickson, he's still around, Salt Lake Stallions. Mike Dennis Erickson, wasn't he a college coach? Yes, he was... Uh, Coach of the University of Miami during their heyday, eighty nine right, to ninety four, right. and he was also head coach of I believe the Seattle Seahawks and maybe even uh, the San Francisco Forty ers for a year. Huh. Yeah, he's uh, a two time national champion, um, and his uh, head coaching for the NFL is forty and fifty six. Okay. Um. But, yeah, also Mike Martz is uh, the San Diego Fleet uh, head coach. Well, he's an offensive mind. Right. So That was the greatest show on turf. That sure was. So the schedule is going to – so it's going to last um, – let me see if I can find that. So it's going to start – it's a 10-week season starting February 9th. Um, okay. The championship game is planned for the weekend of April 26th to, through the 28th. Um, so it gets a head start on on the XFL, which also made news by hiring recently retired uh, 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 Oklahoma head coach Bob Stoops, legendary coach Bob huh. Stoops. Um, yeah, because he had, he had stepped down, but now he's the coach of the Dallas franchise. Uh, remember the uh, teams for the XF, the uh, cities for the XFL. It's also an eight-team league. It's Dallas, Houston, L.A., New York, St. Louis, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Washington D.C. So well, they got the big cities, the well, big markets. Well, I mean, only only Vince McMahon would would know to do that. Um, right. but, but, but you figured a second time around, he'll have better success, no? Well, yeah, and he's also got better. He's got football minds involved. Uh, Oliver yeah. Luck and it's when he's seen more as a sport than a than a promotion. Right. Well, back then, he. You know, I mean, everything was at the top of its game in terms of what he was doing through. Uh, well, he Vend- could do no wrong. Right at the time. Right, of course. You know, back then in uh, in the then WWF, but I mean. Who else is on, is um, uh, head muckety muck over there? I believe it, Heinz Ward. He's a part of it. Bill Polian. So he's got big names. Does McMahon running this and being in charge of the XFL? And he's all in because he he pretty much sold like almost a hundred. <laughs> uh, I think it was something like a hundred million shares that he owned in WWE 
to start up Alpha Entertainment LLC to uh, restart this XFL. He's serious this time. He's very serious. Look, Bob's. if you can get Bob Stoops to come out of retirement, because then this opens up the door for the NFL and other college programs to come and say, hey, if you're willing to do it here, why don't you come here? But the great thing about, according to what Stoops likes about the X, this new XFL, is that it's the winter to spring. He doesn't have to, because the thing about college coaching is, you are constantly recruiting. There's no real off-season. True, and true. then, of course, we know in the NFL, I mean, John Madden didn't know how old his kids was, were. Uh, Joe Gibbs right. would sleep underneath his uh, desk from, you know, year to year or whatever. Right, right. So, I mean, this gives him the opportunity. Wait, I'm done by the summertime, and I don't have to do anything, you know. So he can chill. He can chill, so this might actually open up the door for a couple of other coaches. We found a way to get a full-time paycheck with part-time work. And the XFL and everybody involved has a big-name coach to attach themselves to. You know, not Mm. to say the uh, AAF uh, has nobodies, but, I mean, the one who, of these names, the one who was a head coach most recently in the NFL was Mike Singletary. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully he'll tone it down. Right. If it's possible, he was too intense. Well, if he can keep his pants up, yes. Because, of course, he... Well, well that part, too. Well, f- but he, he did it famously to uh, inspire his team at halftime, but they just laughed. Um, right. The other, right. Names, the other names of the head coaches involved in the uh, uh, AAF, the Alliance of American Football, for the Atlanta Legends, it's Kevin Coyle. Kevin Coyle was most recently the defensive analyst for uh, LSU. Prior to that, he was a defensive coordinator and defensive back coach in the NFL for the Bengals and the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, Tim Lewis, um, who most recently was a defensive coordinator f- um, for Pinecrest Academy. Prior to that, defensive back coach for the Niners and the Falcons and the Seahawks and the Panthers okay. and the Giants. So, uh, Defensive coordinator for the Giants just prior to uh, their uh, Super Bowl run in 07. Uh, Michael Riley, he's now the head coach of the San Antonio Commanders. He was most recently uh, uh, a coach at Oregon State, Nebraska. This is his first head coaching job, it looks like. Hmm. I shouldn't say that. No, I'm sorry. He was head coach in Nebraska and Oregon State. I apologize. It was Oregon State for like 11 years. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, right now the XFL has has the biggest coaching name, but they're not going to go on the field for another year uh, 2020 so year and a half okay so saturday on the cbs sports network the alliance of american football i'm interested i'll be taking taking a peek yeah at i'll that. be checking it out sure i want to see what kind of rule changes they have there well let's see some of the rules 52 players on each roster there have territorial drafts no television timeouts uh, or in 60 percent fewer quote-unquote full-screen commercials like what the nfl does where it's got that picture-in-picture all, yeah. all two-point conversions, no extra points, no kickoffs, uh, halves. No kickoffs. Halves. So get the ball. Halves, odd overtime periods, and after scores will begin on each team's own 25-yard line. So After in, scores. Now, in lieu of the, an, So it's like the roll touchbacks. Right. In lieu of an onside kick, a team can keep possession of the ball by attempting a scrimmage play from their own 28-yard line and gaining at least 12 yards. 
35-second uh, play clock, uh, two coaches' challenges, no challenges in the last two minutes, blah, blah, blah. Outside organizations will handle head safety protocols. If there's a tie at the end of regulation, a single overtime period will be played under high school football rules of the quote-unquote Kansas playoff. Each team begins at their opponent's 10-yard line, and one possession, and so on and so forth. Um, so each, so this, it, it's not sudden death. No, but if the score remains tied after each team has been given their possession, the game ends in a tie. So both teams get oh, okay. a chance to score. Uh, four teams in the playoffs, top two, top two teams from each conference. Uh, a ninth member of the judging will be called the Sky Judge, an off-the-field official who review, like booth reviews. So those are the big, those are the big rules. And don't forget, this is also Dick Ebersol, or I'm sorry, I believe it's Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian. So Charlie Ebersol, son of Dick Ebersol, who was in charge of the XFL. Right. Well, he was a CBS, wasn't he? A big executive? NBC. He was... Um, oh, NBC, yeah. N NBC, uh, sports and NBC. And he also, him, he was the co-creator of Saturday Night Live with uh, Lauren Michaels, Dick Ebersol. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. Yes, it was. So there's still more football. Um, if you're willing to give it a try. Oh, absolutely. What I'm giving it, what I'm ready to give try is baseball. And uh, pitchers and catchers and spring training begin pretty soon. So I'm looking forward to that. A uh, couple big notes. Uh, a sad passing. Uh, Frank Robinson passed away. Yeah, that uh, is sad. He was a great guy. Uh, the first player, I believe the first player ever to win... Um, MVP in both leagues. In both leagues. He was 83 and he passed away. He was a rookie of the year. And um, he had like 590 home runs. I don't know. Something, something amazing. Uh, let me look up his stats. He was also um, the first black manager for several teams. Um, Indians, um, Orioles. Expos slash Nationals, Giants. Yeah, but he, he had a long career. Oh, absolutely. Uh, his rookie of the year was he was rookie. He came up in the league in 1956, 21 years. Um, yeah. he's uh, 586 career home runs. That's still 10th oh, most. Got it. That's amazing. Um, his uh, slash line was 294 lifetime average, a 389 on base percentage, 537. Uh, slugging percentage for his career. Struck out 789 times and walked 698 times. Wow. Uh, yeah, just an, yeah, so an unbelievable player. He, and how many strikeouts in 21 years? 21 years, 789 That's, times. I uh, wish, wish people could do that today. Right. Um, so he was he was also a player manager when he first started managing. So as a player manager... He drew 29 walks and struck out 15 times in 149 uh, plate appearances. Hmm. Um, he's got his number retired by three teams, Red, Orioles, and Indians. And his number was? 20. 20. 20. I mean, he turned he turned the Orioles. He was the piece that turned the Orioles around that showed that and they he, Was his brother Brooks? No, no. Same name, <clears throat> but um, no. But yeah, no. We, I mean, when the Orioles got Frank Robinson, that really turned them into the, you know, the Orioles of the, of the '60s and into the '70s. Um, that's the that's the team the Mets beat. This, yep, 
And uh, I believe they won the World Series in his first year, 66, with the Orioles, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Could be wrong about that. So sad passing to hear about that. Um, but also there was actual a big move that actually happened, and that was the Phillies actually got uh, the Marlins catcher, J.T. E., Real Muto. Did? Yes, they did. So what the, would they have to give up for that? Um, they had to give up, I mean... Not as much as you would have to think, or at least not as so much why as... why didn't the Mets get him? Well, look, they gave up a young catcher, Jorge Alfaro, and their top pitching prospect, Sixto Sanchez, who's uh, apparently, but, he, but apparently he's got some arm trouble. Uh, uh, they also gave up Will Stewart and international signing slot money worth uh, 250k. So while that might not, I mean, look. Also, the, I mean, the the Phillies are. Are you already, surprised they? I'm a little surprised. I didn't know that they, they would. They should have got more, right? Well, I a little bit because even though Sanchez, it like he's got a triple digit fastball, he's got very good secondary pitches, but his question is his health. So but I, they're not proven players, right? Well, but that that doesn't matter to the to Jeter and the Marlins. They're just trying to get young. They're trying to do it what all the other teams are doing, just not as... I think that would have helped the Mets the most. I did. I still look. I still like the signing of um, of Ramos, and I, I think that's good. I, I don't right, know. Right. I well, think, it's certainly an improvement. Right, but I think there's too much put on about Real Muto. Like, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what he's really going to do. Well, we'll get to see him. Right. Um... But yeah, so the Philly, and don't forget the Phillies had given up a lot already this year. They got uh, Gene Segura, Segura from the Marlins. They got Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, but know. they kept they kept their stupid money. Yeah, really, they did. I mean, hey, look, Machado and Harper are no closer to being signed, even though uh, Harper's talking to the Giants. This will this will go into spring training. I think so. I think so, and it's right around the corner, and they're willing to sit. But like, nobody's willing to give those kind of years. No, no. Hey, look, all it's going to take is one person to get injured in, in spring training and then the gloves are off because now you're running out. Now the teams are running out of time. It's one thing that the players are going, there's not enough time for spring training. Don't forget, they, they pretty much have spring training. They don't stop. There's no off season. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, you're right. They go nonstop. They just do it more calisthenic-wise, but they're always in shape. They're yeah. always ready for this. You know, this isn't Willie Mays going out to the farm and, you know, cutting wood. This isn't Ted Williams, you know, going into the Army or whatever. Like, this, <laughs> like they are ready. These are professional sports people. Right, exactly. Like, that's how you used to, like, stay in shape is you, you cut a bunch of wood on the farm. But now, like, right, right. <laughs> now, I mean, everybody's got 1% body fat and you go from there. There you go. But, I mean, I, it's it still remains to be seen. I think that, I think I think the Phillies need another pitcher to really... And just to make sure that their players, like, you know, their lineup stays strong. Well, everybody could use a good starter. Well, of course. Of course. I mean, the Mets still could. But I, I, right. you know, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, and then, of course, the rule changes that are being. So it seems like of the rule changes, there are about eight. You know, some of the crazy. Eight rule changes in baseball? Eight that are being. So here's the thing they're being proposed. Like the first wow. step is proposed. And then you go from there to see, you know. We'll try them out in spring training. Well, if they do, or at least just be, just talk about, oh, hey, this. What do they have to do with the clock? 
Well, one of them is, of course, the uh, the DH to the National League. So it looks like that's one that's really going to come through, which I have no problem with. Uh, I, you know, especially with all these players who are not getting signed. Getting signed, it's. it's what, what is this? A make work league? No, but I mean, you just it's it's an offensive it's an offensive game, and when you look around the game and there's so much more they want more runs scored well no not so much that as there's more um defensive pitchers, rate. pitchers can hit well that's part of it i mean you know it, look it's not it's not like it hurts Otani. if in fact you're going to be seeing more two two-way baseball players you're going to see because the um, the white Sox are working on somebody to be a two-way player for them he's a former third baseman Who's gonna try his hand at pitching? Like he struck at the side, like on a, because he pitched earlier last season in a in a mop up role. He, stru- right, he struck right. at the side. So, so the DH I actually have no problem with because there's more emphasis on defense. So here are these offensive only guys. All right, just just put him in there. And what? Hey, look, as a Met fan, that actually might help the Mets because that's another offensive piece that we actually could use. Well, I guess so. If you can't block the plate and. You, you know, I, I guess why not, right? I mean, you're not even going to take ball four. You're just going to walk up and say, yeah, so why not? Right. So that's the big one that's looking to be. But other ones that are being, you know, because don't forget, the union and the league both have to agree, hey, this is a rule change. So, but other ones, like I find this, this like these. Well, are, when management and the union agrees, the fans are the losers. It's true. But like one of the things that are being proposed is a three batter minimum for pitchers. Which I'm not. Like, minimum? Oh, you can't just do one. Right. You have to pitch it. No, I don't like that. Like, that's. I, oh, I am, oh, what is that for? That sounds like they for the clock. They, they don't want the game to keep going. Well, no. It also for the, um, for the pitching they, changes. They want to shrink the time, don't they? Right. They want to make it more television friendly. I'm sorry. That's just a part of the game. Are we going to change it down to three balls make a walk? You know, two, two strikes and you're out? You know, well, it should be three and three. It should be. Hmm. But I what mean, do you say? Right, I know, but now you're just changing the lexicon. You know, yeah, but but the pitcher has too much advantage um, to go four and three. I mean, we're in an offensive heavy you know time period, so. Well, then get down to three balls instead of four. How about a one? How about a one trade deadline? Just one trade, not the you know non waiver and the waiver. Well, because you might want your team to do better. Well, then, when you have a better chance, you might get more opportunity. Well, yeah. th- there's that, but also there's this rule change possibly: um, draft advantages for winning teams, and you get penalties for tanking. I think that that's a better idea because then that causes some of these small market teams, especially well, the tanking, ones, seems to be that uh, you know it the is new, the new rebuild. It is because now and see the other thing is we're we're not we haven't seen it yet. But what happens when the window closes for some of these franchises? When the Cubs window closes, what do they do? Are they going to go? How did we get here in the first place? That's right, we tanked. So are they just going to? Well, re- well, what about in the old days when before free before the Kurt Flood rule before free agency? I mean, you you could hold on to your talent. You could, but that was also when there was like sixteen teams in the league. You know, you got to fill these spaces up. Well, ownership got greedy. Right, and then you get, to an extent, some diminished returns 
and you get the tr- the quadruple A guys coming up. Right. So, um, so if you live in Pittsburgh, there's never any hope. No, although at this point Pittsburgh should just by you know put out the money for not only Machado but also uh, Dallas Keuchel, and just give these. Yeah, you let them know you care. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's what they're going to happen. Um, and then, cause, so now Kyle, Kyler Murray, he's on the list. He's on the list of uh, going to the combine. So one, right. so one thing that's being a possible pro- um, propo- proposition for the uh, rule changes is major league contracts. Not just the minor league contracts, and then yeah. you make your way up. So, like a cut, you know, similar to you know, enticing the. Oh, two- they want to be able to offer them more money. Well, offer money and a guaranteed. Like here, you want to if you sign with us, you're on the forty man roster. You're on the twenty five man roster. Whatever, however you want to sell it, you don't have to, you know, pay your dues all the way up. I mean, well, the problem with major league baseball in general is I don't think your best athletes p- play baseball. No. I think the best athletes play basketball. Agreed. And NFL and then Major League Baseball. Agreed. So I think the salary and the non-contact should, you know, you would think that would lure more more people, but I guess there's not as much. Um, uh, I don't know what is it. What, what? Why aren't athletes attracted to it? The it's season's too long, for sure. It's too long. It's it has a very specific uh, weather and space issue. You know, if it's raining, you can't play. At least if you're playing football out in the rain, it's kind of like, hey, we're getting dirty. Well, but, as long as there's no thunder and lightning, apparently. Right, and also the space. You know, they're not playing right, stickball right. anymore. You need an open field, and you're not going to no, get. I get it. And then there's also the the indoor outdoor aspect of it. You can't do that. And the equipment. Right. Basketball, you need a ball, preferably one that bounces. Soccer, you need a yeah, ball. But yeah, that one okay, doesn't even so have to you're bounce. saying that the talent is that's playing basketball doesn't have those things around them. No, it, whether the, to an extent, because it doesn't matter if, right, you, right, if right. you have the capability of receiving it monetarily or just hand-me-down, but you need it. Hey, I have to carry this bat, this glove, and this ball yeah, yeah. to to this place where we're playing. And if you don't do that, then you and you're pretty much going to have to bring your own glove. You know, uh, if you yeah, don't. Yeah, I get it. So it's more restrictive. It is. It is. And so that's why, like California, Texas, and Florida are constantly the breeding grounds for at least United States baseball players. You right, know, otherwise it's uh, Latin America. Right, which, I mean, th- that's winter. What's winter? You know? Right. Like, right. you know, we get rain for a little while, and then it's really hot, so we're good. So that's the baseball front. And then moving over to basketball, we just had the trade deadline for the NBA. A um, couple big names moving. The Nets, I mean, the Nets are having a really good season. They got Greg Monroe from the Raptors. Uh, which is a pretty good pickup for them. But the big the big one, well, first of all, no Anthony Davis. He's not going anywhere. And, in fact, the Pelicans have said that he will play the rest of the year. That he And, yeah, the Lakers didn't want to bid against themselves. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, the 76ers have moved on from uh, the number one overall pick uh, two, two years ago, three, 
uh, Markel Fultz. Um, I mean, this is a guy who had the yips. Like, he, he forgot how to shoot the ball. Like, he legitimately right. had a Chuck Knobloch and a Mark Wohlers. And But he's, like, everybody protects him. Like, everybody around him. Like, just all sorts of stuff you hear about this guy. And the team... Well, what do you mean they protect him? Like, his family. I mean, obviously. But, like, to extent, like, like his agents. Like, it, nobody knows what's really going on with this guy. Like, does So you think it's over? I think so. Look, a change of scenery for him. But, I mean, don't forget the 76ers traded up to get him to the Celtics. And the Celtics got uh, Jason Tatum, who's been playing really well for them. And, look, if they get Anthony Davis, then, I mean, the process is over for the 76ers. They're not going anywhere. But that remains to be seen. Uh, The Raptors got Marcus Sol from the Grizzlies. So he moved up there. Um and those are kind of the really big ones that jump out at you when you're looking at it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the NBA is moving along. But I mean, the the biggest, you know, uh, Porzingis was the biggest name I think that moved, right, right. and Davis was the yeah. and Davis was the biggest name that didn't move. So yeah, well, I guess we got to wait till the um, till the summertime to see what kind of free agent draw New York has. But you know, the Knicks are big in New York, but I guess. You know, it's been too long. It's been 50 years since they've been anything. I think these young players don't see it for what it is. I mean, I'll drop I it. I mean, Madison Square Garden was a mecca for boxing. It was, you know, it, it's legendary. It's the world's most, most famous arena, but the problem is it's being run by a joke. A and jerk. A, Do you say jerk? I said joke, jerk. I can say yeah, any word. Right, right. Any, I got it. Any word that isn't a positive fits in that because right. the Dolans don't know. They stink. They absolutely stink. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 smother things. And teams like there's so the Lakers and this. I th- pretty much the Lakers are the only nationwide team. Like there's no other real nationwide like one that goes across like coast to coast. The Celtics not, and not Boston a little bit. The, the the Celtics are second, but by right, by a right. long shot. I mean, and it just goes to show the team. It's it's who's on, whose name is on the back of your jersey. No, I get it. I get it. Different you, league, right? Because you can, and that's the other thing. Like you can wear a vintage, like LeBron jersey, and it's it's cool, right? Like even though you know it's the second, go- like the a Heat, a LeBron Heat jersey. I mean, that's the, How about the Ewing thirty three. I mean, that's classic. Now, see, now you're getting back into the times when it was just one. I stick. This is my team. Like I'll get my five best, you bring your five best, and let's the go at it. Right. So, but like you know, Jordan and the Bulls, you know, uh, before his second retirement, of course, once he went to the Wizard, then it's like what? But I mean, <laughs> j- you know, Magic and, and Bird and all of that. Yeah, I know I'm waxing poetic, but like in terms of just when you thought about those players, you thought about that team. LeBron is still connected to the Cavs, but that's about like. Sure. But I mean, I, Kyrie moves around. Uh, Durant has now moved around. Anthony Davis is about to move around. Right. You know, these are just it's it's who who are you, not who's your team. Right, I get it. And the, that, the team just writes the checks. Right, of course, and it it works because it's a five it's it's a five person game. You know, right. so you just all right. How about me and my friends? But not only that, you can see the people. You know, you it's much closer action. Like there's so much equipment 
like with football and hockey and baseball is such a long distance view. Yeah. You know, so it, it seems, yeah, it it would be more personal. Right. It's five just, on five up close, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all that stuff. You get, you could even interact with them. You know. Yeah, sure, and you can relate. Yeah, you can hear the squeak of the sneakers. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. true. Perfect. Up so, close and personal. For real. All right, Dad. Well, thanks for joining me. Um, now that the season's over, we might put a little hiatus on i think the next time i'll come on is when we actually have a signing uh worthy of talking about and going from there but you know well i know we'll be keeping track of the alliance of american football spring training sure and all of that coming up so yeah can't wait to see the rosters all right thanks dad for joining me okay enjoy all right until the next time andrew take it away this has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.